It's those ideas of what a woman is actually supposed to look like and what your body is really for and all these things. Those ideas are the problem, not actually your physical body. You're listening to Confidently She. Let's gently cleanse that internalized misogyny and equip you to handle what life brings your way. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the show. All right, I'm Rebecca Biggie, and this is Confidently She. If you're new here, welcome. If you're a regular, welcome back. The goal of this podcast is to get you thinking differently about everyday situations you find yourself in to identify any internalized misogyny at play, challenge cultural norms that restrict women, and ultimately free yourself from pressure to perform. While still growing <laughs> growing, and, and turning into the bomb-ass woman God had in mind when he put you in your body. But if you're in a heavy place right now, and want me to support you through a tough spot, or you just want to expand your confidence in new ways, book a call with me to explore private coaching options. You can do that at RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash call. But on this podcast, we keep it light. We keep it light because sometimes this can get a little heavy. But before we get started, I have a question for you. How much water have you had today? Mm-hmm. Okay. Why don't you go get a full glass before we saddle in for this episode? Because you're going to want to be hydrated for this. You're going to want to be hydrated for this. Yes, that was a reference to the weekend song, High for This, but it's like a healthy version, right? Hydrated. We want you hydrated, not high. If you're following me on Instagram and the algorithm favors my posts because you interact with them... (laughs) You will have seen a new topic that I'm really excited to be teaching about and sharing about. This is something that I came up with very recently, and it encapsulates very well the common responses to becoming aware of your insecurity, your body image issues, any anxiety that you have around your body. And it categorizes them in a way that makes a lot of sense. So go to my Instagram at Rebecca Biggie and read about the two insecure response styles to self-doubt and see which one you resonate with. Because it's very much linked to the topic of this episode, which is the first step in going from self-conscious to self-confident in the exact same body. And that first step is awareness. I have broken down all eight steps. There are eight steps. It's kind of like the 12-step program, but there are only eight. I took all of these steps, and it is true. So I broke all of these down and put it into what I call the Body Confidence Playbook. You can go to confidentlyshepodcast.com and download a copy for free to read through every step and understanding exactly where you're going to go throughout this journey is going to help you see where you're at in the process. One thing 
that really bothered me when I was training for and running my marathon was feeling like I was closer to the end than I probably thought I was. Or people telling me, it was really annoying. People would say, you're almost there. Keep going. You're almost there. Even when I was only on mile like 18 of 26. And like almost is a relative term. So you can't say that I'm almost there when I still have eight miles to run. That's not almost anything. Like when's the last time you ran eight miles? It it just really frustrated me. I was like, thank you for the encouragement. But I am not almost there. Like, yeah, comparatively, I have ran further than I have left to go. Yes, I have completed over half of this course, but please don't tell me that I'm almost there. It's going to it's going to put a false expectation in my mind. And I want to give you realistic expectations. I want you to know exactly where you're at in the process of going from feeling really anxious inside your body to feeling really good inside your body, really free, really peaceful. The opposite of anxiety is peace. And that's really what we're, that's what we're working towards. And so through these eight steps, you can identify, okay, this is probably the step that I'm on. So if you're on step two out of eight and you're feeling like crap because, oh, I don't love my body yet, or I still feel insecure. It's like, well, dude, you're on step two of like, of course, you you won't be at the finish line because you are only on step two. So that helps you give yourself grace because maybe you've been at step two for five years. Maybe you've been at step one for five years. It doesn't it doesn't matter about the time you could have been. And you know about this with breakups, right? Like some breakups, it takes you forever to get over this person. You don't understand why. And other times it's like a couple days, a couple weeks, and you're fine. It's because you've gone through these different steps of regulating and processing faster. So if you can go through these steps fast which is what I do with women in my one-on-one coaching, that's how you can go through all eight steps in like six months rather than sitting in step two frustrated for 10 years. That's not what we want. We want to go through this. We want you to get to step eight. We also want you to realize that these are not always like a progression step by step, right? Like you can take a step back. You could take two steps back. You could take two steps forward. You, you, you're on a path, okay? This is not a check the box. I've finished this. I've completed that. It's, it's a journey. I hate even saying that. It's a journey, but you know what? It is. Some things are cliche for a reason. It's because it's true. So step one of working through body anxiety is awareness. You need to be aware, not just of the issue, but of the effects of this issue. So if you can sit there and be like, yeah, I know that I struggle with body anxiety. Duh, Rebecca. That's why I'm listening to this podcast. I hear you. But there's a difference between knowing that something hurts and understanding exactly what it is that's hurting. Okay, so when you're in the state of becoming aware 
of exactly how much your body image, this anxiety that you have, how how much that's impacting the tension and causing the tension in your life. When you're in this place, you stop blaming your body for the things you feel bad about and you start realizing, hold on, it's actually how I feel about my body that is what's wrong. It's not my body itself. Because a lot of women are stuck in this cycle of I need to get a nose job, I need to get my tits done, I need to lose weight, I need to gain weight, I need to change these things about my body until I can be confident. Once those things are changed, then I will be confident. And that's not that's like, you haven't realized the true issue yet. If you're still there, you need to come to the realization and you need to see that it's actually not your body. It's the perception that you have of your body. It's the expectations that you have of your body that were handed down to you by culture, by your parents, by the people you grew up with. It's those ideas of what a woman is actually supposed to look like and what your body is really for and all these things. Those ideas are the problem not actually your physical body, not the way it looks. Because I will tell you this, there's someone who looks exactly like you, who's happy and satisfied and content and joyful in the body they have. And there's someone who is a 10 out of 10, right? 10 out of 10, like model, okay, who feels terrible about the way she looks. Diagnosing the issue is the biggest step you can take towards becoming a more confident person in general and being more comfortable in your body. If you don't realize that the issue is the way that you perceive your own body, the way that culture has taught you to perceive your body, you are constantly going to be stuck in this cycle of looking at your body, finding things that don't match up with what you see on Instagram, trying to change that part of your body and feeling like crap about yourself when you can't. There are certain things about my body that I won't be able to change without drastic changes in my lifestyle or permanent surgeries. <laughs> and and to me, after taking a, taking a look at my life and what I want to do and who I am and the things that bring me joy, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it to go through all of that because for what? At the end of the day, for what? So that I can look a certain way when I don't wear any clothes? So that I can fill out a dress in a certain kind of way? Okay, and then what? So that guys hit on me more? I don't really need that. Like, why? You know, and and once you get to that level of understanding, oh, the reason why I want this is because I want attention. That's what I want. That's when the real healing starts. So this awareness of this is why I'm feeling like I'm not enough. It's not actually my body. It is the way I feel about my body, the way I compare myself, the jealousy that I feel, the unworthiness that I feel, the sense that I need to compete with everyone. That's actually what's causing the stress and the anxiety around my body. It's not actually what my body looks like. It's these feelings associated with it. And the way we know this 
is because there are people who look exactly the way that you want to look, who still feel all of those same feelings of anxiety, jealousy, comparison, unworthiness, competition. So when you think about it from a scientific method perspective, like if we really want to go at this from a logical, a logical view, if it were true that the perfect body would solve all of these issues of jealousy and and comparison, then the people who have these bodies would never feel that way. And that's why it's so interesting and important for women who meet the standard of beauty to speak out about this. There's been some backlash in, in this movement, the body positivity movement, where the tone of it is kind of like, well, easy for you to say, or well, I don't want to hear that from you because you fit into this standard of beauty. So it's easier for you. But what what we're really saying in that message is, hey, we have the thing that everybody tells you you need in order to be happy, and we aren't happy. So (laughs) don't waste your time trying to get this thing because it's actually not the answer. You know, the way I think about it is like, that's like a person without a lot of money talking to a very wealthy person and the wealthy person telling them, you know what, money is not the secret to happiness. And that that person without a lot of money looks at them and goes, well, easy for you to say you have a lot of money. Well, okay, yes, maybe different for them to say, but not easy. If anything, that proves the rule that proves what they're trying to say. It proves that if you spend all of your time and energy and effort trying to get money to be happy, it's not going to work. And it's the same with beauty. It's the same with your body. If you're spending all of your time and energy and money trying to reach a standard of beauty and the women who have reached that standard are looking around going, this is not the thing, you need to listen to them. (laughs) You need to listen to them and go, oh, okay. So if they're not happy, if they're not confident all the time, then it must not be the body that's giving them confidence. It must be something else. And it is something else. And that's what I teach women to do through my programs, through my workshops, through my one-on-one coaching. It's placing your identity and your worth in deeper things so that you can come to terms with the fact that you are living in an imperfect body as a woman on planet Earth. And that does not limit you to feeling a certain type of way about yourself. The way you feel about yourself is completely up to you, regardless of the body you have. And that is the awareness step of these eight steps that everyone has to go through to go from self-conscious to self-confident in the exact same body, because it's not about your body, okay? There's someone who conforms to the standard of beauty who's unhappy and someone who doesn't conform to the standard of beauty who is happy. And so it cannot logically be true that reaching the standard of beauty makes you happy because then everyone who hit that standard would be happy. And since they are not, that is the logical conclusion that you come to when you start really thinking about this. So once you are aware of that, that is actually the first step into going to a place of confidence and comfort and joy in your body. And until you've done that, 
any of those feelings that you have of confidence, you could be like, well, I'm confident in my body. Okay. Is it when you get compliments? Is it when you feel like you're the best looking woman in the room? Is it when a ton of dudes are trying to take you out? Is that when you feel confident? When you're being validated by other people? Well, yeah, that makes sense. Of course, you feel confident when you're validated by everyone. That's easy to feel confident then. Those little boosts of confidence, those are like fake little influxes of confidence. That's, that's more of just an ego boost than true confidence. If you want the relationship you have with your body to change, go to bodyconfidencequiz.com, take the free quiz and figure out which step you're on in the body confidence playbook. This is the exact path that I took to become more comfortable in my body, more confident in my body, to enjoy my body more, express myself more, be more connected. It is everything. So if you want the relationship you have with your body to change, go to bodyconfidencequiz.com and get started. And when you read my Instagram post about the different response styles to self-doubt, you'll understand if you have a striving response style, yes, that is how you would feel good about yourself when your efforts are rewarded by other people. You feel good. But what happens when that validation goes away? Or what happens when it's not consistent? What happens when it's not enough? Right? You always want more. So during this stage of awareness, what you want to do is notice the tone and frequency of your thoughts. I don't want you to try to fix anything right now, okay? All you do is you notice the tone and frequency of your thoughts around your body. And what I mean by that is frequency, obviously, how often are you thinking about your body, positive or negative? How often are you thinking about it? How often do you check your reflection in you know, windows as you walk by? How often are you looking at your face in the mirror? Like, how often do you do that? And I don't want you to label this as like, I do that a lot and that makes me bad or I never do that and that makes me good. No, just how often do you do it? What is the truth? And then the tone, now you say, okay, of these types of thoughts, of these times that I'm thinking about my body or my face or whatever, what is the tone? Is it is it positive? Is it negative? Is it comparative? Like what in what tone, through what lens do I think about my body? And the next thing what you can do and this actually isn't in the the playbook, but you should download the playbook. Go to the website, confidentlyshepodcast.com so that you can read through all eight of these steps because I'm not going to go through all of them now. That's ridiculous. But I'm going to go through step one, okay? And then I want you to download the playbook and read through every single other step because it's going to surprise you. Some of these you're going to be like, wait, really? <laughs> this is part of the healing journey? And it's like, yes, you have to do these things. It's not about like what looks good on paper, it's like, no, these are the real steps of what needs to happen for you to like heal this. So after thinking about, you know, the tone and frequency of your thoughts around your body, you can do tone and frequency uh, and intensity. You know, if you want to add intensity in there, like 
from one to ten, how how deep and intense is this thought? Um, that would be a good one to add. Tone and frequency of your thoughts, then tone, frequency, and intensity of the words you use to speak about your body, positive or negative. And this is why I say that, because what you will find, especially if you have a striving response to self-doubt, which read the Instagram post, I did a really good job with that one, explaining all about what that is, at Rebecca Biggie on Instagram, follow, read the post. What you will find if you have a striving response is that you talk a lot about how great your body is. You talk a lot about, well, I'm hot, so blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, yeah, this girl he's talking to might have this, this, and this, but she doesn't have my ass. Oh, mm, mm. You put your confidence in the way you look. That's not a judgment. That's just an observation. You feel in control because of the way you look. You're like, well, this person is going to find me attractive. So I have power in this situation. So I have some social currency to throw around because I know that I am attractive. But here's the thing. Not everyone is going to find you attractive. I had to learn this. Not everyone is going to find me attractive. And that's okay. What needs to happen is that you need to remove your identity from your body. And even if your body is the source of a lot of your compliments, a lot of your ego boosts, a lot of all of that, it's a very dangerous game to play because you get addicted to this validation. You get addicted to hearing that, yes, you are beautiful. Yes, you are sexy. Oh, you're so much hotter than his ex, whatever. And it's, it's like you're building this house of cards. If one thing goes wrong, your confidence plummets, it crumbles, it falls apart, and you're left questioning everything that you know to be true about yourself, about the world, about, about everything. And that might sound a little dramatic, but it's, it's for real. Like it happened to me. It was a whole different kind of story, a different situation. But like, in a nutshell, that's what happened to me. And I had to really take a second and go, whoa, hold on. I know that I've kind of been taught to see myself in a certain way because that's just how people treat me. Like, but I actually get to say how I see myself. And I am choosing to see myself as more than how, how other people see me. If they want to see me as like, oh, yeah, she's really hot and that's it, that's fine. I, I can't control how you see me, but I can control how I see me. And I'm starting to become aware that seeing myself, even in a, even in a positive light, too much around my, my appearance is going to set me up for a risk in the confidence category. Because if someone comes along and disagrees with me, it's going to shatter me. It's like the more you crave the compliments, the more bitter the criticism becomes. So you have to wean yourself off 
of being addicted to the compliment. So that's why I say positive and negative, because we can all see that like speaking negatively of ourselves is like not a confident thing to do, right? But the tricky part is how do you speak well of yourself without letting the opinions of others, the validation of others become so ingrained in part of your identity that if your appearance were to change or if people were to stop finding you attractive, your identity would just crumble. We don't want that to happen. So download the Body Confidence Playbook. Go through all of these steps. Read through all of these steps. And if you want help, if you want guidance going through these steps, book a call with me to talk about private coaching options. Because let me tell you, it does not need to take a long time to feel completely different about your body. All it takes is the right attention to the right things, and you will start feeling better, feeling more confident, feeling completely different in a matter of weeks, in a matter of months. I don't care if you have struggled with this for years. It's all about fixing the right thing. And if you've been focusing on trying to fix your body, I get why you're frustrated (laughs) because that's not how you solve this problem. I am an expert problem solver and I have figured this out. So get the playbook, book a call with me about private coaching. If you want to just like test the waters a bit, sign up for the Body Image Basics. It is a mini course that I created about identifying your specific body image, where it came from, how to kind of map that out on your own. It's the first step that I go through private clients with to understand where they're coming to this situation, where they're coming to this problem from. So you can do that on your own. It is amazing. It is great. Once you go through that, you can continue on on your own to create your own path forward to create body confidence or work with me in a private capacity to support you through this. Because when you work with someone who has felt exactly what you feel, when you can completely open yourself to someone who who gets that feeling, the amount of validation and the amount of healing that happens just in that space of telling someone the truth about how you feel about yourself and them not judging you, that's powerful. That's what women are supposed to do for each other. And I'm so honored to offer that to you. All right. I'm Rebecca Biggie. That's what I have for you for this episode. Thanks for hanging out with me for the past 27 minutes. I I hope you laughed. I hope you drank some water. I hope you're feeling encouraged and at peace. And what I ask from you is to share this podcast on Instagram. Give a little shout out of what your takeaway was. Tag me so I can see it. And that is all. Okay, my queen, I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to give an extra special thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review of this show over on iTunes. That means so much to me. So I want to extend a very special thank you. And I will see you again in another episode.